Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it's always a good thing, you know, to 
to sit down and bust it up a little bit, you know, from time to time and, you know, toss truth and math and science around, you know, and, you know, it kind of takes us away from the, you know, from the daily, you know, humdrum, you know, what's going on in each of our lives. So this is absolutely necessary. There's no doubt about that. How you been, God? How you been? Oh, the God is doing all right. I mean, you know, maintaining in this <laughs> this crazy ass world we live in, man. I mean, it's it, it's entertaining, that's for sure. You know, on a daily basis. I mean, just you know, I mean, you can either entertain yourself on in the world, you know, from just day to day dealing with people, or um, or you know, just entertaining yourself by looking at the news, man, and just watching the you know the programming and the and the madness that's being put down, you know, through the news and the other media outlets, you know, and then the social network is always a sense of that, you know, source of entertainment, you know, people just clowning and acting a damn fool there too. So like I said, it's it, daily, you know, it's something that, you know, we're witness to that's just not in accord. It's it's not cool. It's unrighteous. You know, this is a daily appetite of this stuff, man. Right. Yeah. Yesterday they had the state of the union address, which is theater. Barack Obama. Um, the president was on TV doing his fairy tale realities. Remind me of the class we had last year. Fairy tale realities. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, he's just he's just another part of the program, and that's all. You know, he's you know he's definitely um, you know just there in place. You know, to put down you know the the final little chess moves that need to be made. You know, and he was the one to execute that. You know, and it's you know strange too. You know that um, you know that they that they put a so-called you know, for lack of a better word, a black man in that position. You know, and you know just the things that have been implemented. You know, while he's been in office, the things that have went down. You know, the lies that the lies that have been told. You know, I mean, I mean, we all know Bush and Clinton and you know all the white boys that have sat in that Oval Office. We already know what they're all about. They were liars, and we already know what their agenda was. Their agenda was murder and world domination. I mean, that's cool. We know what it is. But this one was different, you know, when they put him in there because, you know, the whole world, you know, in, in some way, shape, or fashion, I imagine that you know there was something in the hearts of all those on the planet you know, that lived outside of America, you know, that was kind of like, damn, you know, the black man has had a fucked up ride in America, you know, it would be nice to see one of them ascend, you know, to some type of, you know, you know, seat of power, you know, after so many years in America, you know, of them being niggas and slaves and everything else they've been there, you know, it would be nice to see them finally ascend to something outside of, you know, the negativity that's been projected, you know, about them all over the place, you know, but, and, you know, and they rode on that. And they use that in order to put this nigga in office, man, you know, so they can, you know, um, put down some really wicked shit, man. Right. Because, like, as we know, like, a nigga can, is seven times more, can be more evil than the devil himself. So, and this guy's doing a great job. The president's doing, like, ex- obsessional, obsessional job of bringing in that, that final tyranny, as we say. And Absolutely. Everyone has a purpose, though, right, brother? They what? Everyone has a purpose, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, um, you know, because I think, you know, in some way, shape, or form, you know, people uh, people let their guards down, 
you know, um, with him because naturally he's a black man. And once again, like I said, you know, they were riding on those old emotions of what we, you know, what the black man has been through in America shit, you know, so the people's guards were let down, which which enabled him to do things that normally would have raised a lot of red flags with folks. You see what I'm saying? Um, you know, one thing, you know, that raised a big red flag is that, you know, people in this country, you know, have really honestly, you know, have been, crying and pushing for free health care they want better health care you know because you know the the rate at which you know not just black folks in america white folks too at the rate that they're falling off and the diseases that they're coming you know sicknesses and illnesses dealing with this food and these medications and these vaccinations and everything else that they're giving to the people you know it's caused really over the years people become more aware you know of what's going on health-wise so now people were crying and clamoring now for listen you know we want better health care here provided for us you know and they're starting and then not only were they asking for it they're looking outside of the country and then they're starting to notice that look there's other countries hell there's one right above us in the north you know canada free health care you know right you know mexico cuba you know free health care right you know why does america allow insurance companies to rape and pillage the people financially, and then on top of that, they're the ones that make the decisions in these operating rooms or in these hospitals, you know, concerning, you know, uh, life-threatening procedures that need to be done, and the insurance companies say, hey, we ain't covering that shit. They're going to have to figure out something else. And a lot of people have died at the hands of these decisions, you know? Mm -hmm. So, you know, once again, we're, we're, we're asked, you know, well, how is it that you're able to point your fingers at Saddam Hussein, uh, at the at the at the other Arab over there, the little Persian Arab, uh, Ahmadinejad in Iran, you know Hugo Chavez before he died, you know down in Venezuela, uh, Fidel Castro in uh, Cuba, you know these are, and then Muammar Gaddafi also, you know these were all people leaders of countries who America, you know Barack Obama too, he's in he's in that list with them that have pointed their fingers at these individuals and, and have said that they were despots, wicked and evil men. They harbored terrorists, you know, and, they, and, uh, and not only that, you know, they had ill will towards America and Americans, and they were, you know, eventually going to plot something hor- horrible against us. They're just horrible people, and we need to get rid of them, you know. But yet you look and be like, but if they're so horrible, why do they give their people free health care and, uh, and free schooling? They don't have tuition costs in their country. You're not raping these young people coming out of high school and, and causing them to go into financial ruins, you know, trying to keep up some college debt. You see what I'm saying? Right. So it's it, it's it's a game of finger pointing. Let's finger point at someone else and call them wicked and evil while, you know, in our own house there's all sorts of foul madness going on, you know. And Barack Obama is, 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 is head of that, you know, unfortunately. He's the head nigga in charge. He's the HNIC. You know, and he and all of that, he's responsible. It's under his umbrella right now. I mean, yes, there's white boys, there's foreign bankers, and there's other individuals outside of America that truly run America, and they're the ones that are pulling his strings, of course. But still, he's the one out front. He's the face. Right. You see what I'm saying? You know, he's like Ronald. He's like Ronald McDonald from McDonald's. You know, he's the face on the brand. You know. And, you know, and then, you know, plus two, like I said, you know, then he got out there and lied to everybody, you know, told him that he killed, oh, he killed bin Laden, you know, when we all know that's a lie, 
You know, this man been dead by, by his own people's admission over there in the Middle East. These people, by their admission, they, they're saying this man's been dead since 2001. So what in the hell are you talking about? You got him. It's a game. It's a game. You know, he played the game real cold, you know. But the whole time when, when Barack Obama was running for office, he was using universal health care and free health care as a platform to get the people on board with him. But the whole time while he was calling for that and getting the people hyped on it, the people weren't paying attention to the fact that the majority of his campaign contributions were coming from the pharmaceutical industries and the insurance industry. They were the ones funneling money into his campaign. So who do you think they're going to look, he's going to look out for? You see, it's a game. It's all a big game, brother. And the people are falling for it, man. They're just pawns in it, you know, willing pawns. Mm-hmm. You know, that was the, that's why, you know, the, the, the title of the class tonight is number 19, The Power and the Glory. You know, we're dealing with that one and that nine, 19. You know, one, one. You know, also not only what does one represent the self as we're taught universally, but you know, one also. You know, once you have knowledge of self, you also have true power now. You know, true power comes with you know with with the realization or the knowledge of self. You know, so we can equate that one also out to power. And at nine, you know, any any time you know something has been completed or as at the end. You know, it's been glorified. Now we get to sit back and enjoy the glory of it. You know? Mm-hmm. So we're dealing with the power and the glory now. The beginning and the ending of things. And what we're witnessing today in front of our faces is the beginning and ending of many different things. Many different things are coming to a, coming to a close right before our eyes. Right. You know, the children don't want to go to school no more. Most of these kids don't even go to school. You know, and then what they're getting in the school, the schools are reducing what they're even giving the children now. You know, as far as, you know, the curriculum and, you know, the the the, the level of quality education, you know, that, that was able to keep them in the running with other children of their ages around the planet. Now we find that America's educational system is, you know, sitting down at the bottom of the list. You got countries like Nicaragua, Ecuador. These countries are ahead of America in education, but these are supposed to be third world countries. According to the according to the white boy, they're poor countries. Well, but but yet they surpass you in the level of education that they can provide to their babies. Something else, brother. It is coming to a close, man. This can't continue, man. It's done. It's ran its course. They have nothing else left to give. They have the game is done. The jig is up. Something else like coming, into, coming into fruition. Something new is coming in though too as well, right? Say that again, brother. Something new is coming in as well. There's some old new- dying off. Some news coming in as well. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, the money is done. You know, money ain't worth a damn. No, it's American dollar. It ain't worth fuck. It ain't worth nothing, man. It's it's. You might as well just start using it for shit paper. Because that's about all it's good for. You know, everybody, you know, you know, over there in Europe, they went to the euro now across uh, the European nations. 
you know. It used to be, you used to go from different countries, you know. You had to Lear in, in Italy, you had to Frank, you know, in uh, Spain, in uh, France, I believe, you know. And, uh, you know, in different countries had their own little money, you know. But now, you know, it's the euro, you know, which is backed by gold. See, they ain't bullshitting. The American dollar is not backed by nothing. <laughs> it's just a piece of paper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's nothing back in it. There's no silver back in it, no gold, nothing. It's just a piece of paper. It's a note. That's what it even says it on the money. This is a note. It ain't worth shit. That's why the peso's catching up with the dollar even. The peso in Mexico has been notoriously low compared to the dollar. But I just was reading something today about how it's catching up. That's right. <laughs> That's right. You're right about that, brother. It has, because I remember, you know, even when I first got there to California, I think that the, the exchange rate was something almost like 11 to 1, 11 pesos for one American dollar, I believe it was something like that, 10 or 11 pesos to the dollar. Yeah, but now I think it's down to, <laughs> what, 3 to 1, 4 to 1 maybe? Yeah, it's almost like three to that 3 to 1 in the ratio, which is yeah, I mean, almost even, pulling even. Yeah. So it used to be a time, that's why people used to move to Mexico, especially people that were retired and had a check coming every month. You would move to, to places like uh, uh, Cabo San Luco uh, or Rosarito is, is a very popular area for Americans. Yeah, it's nice, too, in Rosarito. I love it down there, man. Beautiful. But um, but that's where they go live, and then they got a post office box in San, you know, across the border there. Sometimes people go into San Diego. They might even have some property there you know, that they're renting out or whatever, but they keep a post office box on the American side so they can get all their little checks there. you know, And then just go there, swoop that shit up once a month, get your little checks, and get your little money together, and come on back across that border and live like a king. You know, get you a nice big Mexican house laid out, you know, get you a cook up in there, somebody to clean it, everything. I mean, living, you know, living, living large. Yo, I can, I considered it. <laughs> <laughs> What's that, brother? Brother Ali, El Jefe. <laughs> right, you know. Hell yeah, go down there, man, and do it up, man, you know, Mexican style, man. And, hey, this is what it is now. This is where I'm at, you know. Say It's still on the back burner, actually. It's still not something that's out of the realm of possibility, you know, because, um, you know, you never know when, you know, you're going to have to pick up and just, you know, get up from out of here, especially these these major cities. I'm telling me, I tell folks all the time, you know, make plans. So even if you can't leave like right now, like me, I just can't pick up and leave the city of Cleveland right now. You know what I'm saying? I got too much going on to just pick up and leave. You know, but, you know, the preparation has been made for me. You know, I got places to go if the shit hits the fan, you know, and I know that, you know, that's a, you know, well, that could be, you know, uh, almost uh, uh, a misspoken statement almost in itself when you say that, you know, when the shit hits the fan, because it's like, well, why would you wait until the shit hits the fan? It's going to be real difficult to get out of the city then. True enough. That's why preparations have to be made ahead of time. You have to kind of almost see what's coming on the horizon, be like, okay, look, we ain't got but a few days. Let's get on up from out of here. Right. You know, we ain't got but a couple of weeks, whatever, whatever time frame you're working with. But you see it coming on the horizon. Let's bounce. Yeah, yeah. Our, you know? mindset, our mindset has to be uh, shit has already hit the fan so that we can leave at a drop of a dime. You really <laughs> mentally and physically. Right. You know, but, 
if you ask what I'm saying, but if everybody's going to wait until the shit actually hits and you're stuck in these cities, you ain't going nowhere. No way. You ain't going nowhere, especially if they get to locking these cities down, you know. Ain't nobody going nowhere. Nowhere, brother. So, um, once again, you know, you know, we get back once again to the power and the glory, you know, to the beginning and the ending of all things, you know, of everything, you know, um, you know, we, we're, 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 we're watching the ending in front of our faces of this whole system here in front of us now, you know, the educational system is going to crash, the banking is going to crash, you know, healthcare is going to crash, everything's going to crash like dominoes, you know. It's already begun, you know, I mean, it's, you know, of course, you know, the beginning of it has been ever so slight, you know, I mean, you know, once, once the jobs started leaving America and every, and all these big companies started going to Mexico and China, that was the sign right there that there's trouble on the horizon. Everybody is leaving, you know, just like rats, you know, when you see rats leaving, the sh- why do you know, why do rats leave a ship? You know what I'm saying? Because they know it's sinking. They jump. You know, rats jump off board of a ship before it even gets this because they can sense it. They know something's wrong. Let's get out of here because this ship will take us down with it. If we remain on board, we'll get sucked down. You know, that's why whenever a ship goes under, you know, you have to get away from it because the the force of it going under can pull you under too and drown you. That's right. You know? Same thing here, you know, you have to get away because the force of what of the changes that are going on, when it goes down, it's gonna pull a lot of people down with it. You know? So I'm I you know, I hate to just liken everybody to the example of rats, like hey, we you know, we gotta function like a rat, but hey, that example is you know, is pretty absolute. It is too, and also too in terms of like I don't know the Chinese astrology horoscopes. The rat is one of the most cleverest um, animal totems. The rat is very clever. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, you know, you see the white boys in these laboratories. They're constantly working with rats and mice. They love working with them for some strange reason. You know. That's with, right. You know, there's with all the animals that are available on the planet. <laughs> yeah. You know, they love working with that rat. They do. You know, this little food for thought, you know, like, hmm, they do. You know, all the dogs, well, you know, work on dogs like that. Cats, birds, you know, uh, some rats. But, yeah, so, um, you know, so it's imperative, you know, and I've been mentioning in different classes, you know, here and there that, you know, the preparation has to be made mentally, you know. Um, even if you financially, you know, not everybody's doesn't, you know, or isn't financially um, in a position where, you know, they can uh, go out and acquire all of the necessary items and tools that will be needed for survival, you know, you know, when the shit hits the fan, you know. Um, but, you know, it's the mental preparation that has to take place first because even if you have all the tools and you have everything available, if you ain't got no damn sense in your head, then, you know, um, you're not going to know what to do, you know, with the tools that you have. You know, you don't have you, know, you have no knowledge of what to do with it. You just got a bunch of shit laying around that you just have no knowledge about. You see what I'm saying? So, you know, we have to prepare ourselves mentally, you know, first. You know what I mean? Studying, learning different things, you know, learning how to produce and make electricity, 
You know what I'm saying? How do you produce? What, how is electricity even made? You know, electricity is made through two different elements, you know, copper and carbon. You know, so if you have an understanding of these basic things, you know, then you can just work it from there. If you, you know, you have an understanding, you know, of how, how soil is in the earth, you know, under, you know, knowing how to rotate, you know, soil and, and, and properly fertilize soil and know that, you know, what well, if I grow a certain crop this year that I have to rotate that crop for next year. You know, these are just basic things one has to know if you're going to properly take care of yourself, how to clean water, you know, because if, if you're not, if there's no more bottled water available in the grocery stores and the, and the white boy's not pumping water through your pipes anymore, well, then you've got to figure out how to go out and collect rainwater or go to the river and collect water and then bring it home and then how to properly clean it so that you don't, you know, get dysentery or something like that because your water isn't properly clean. You have to know that distillation is a very um, thorough process of cleaning water, you know, and making it very, you know, drinkable. But these things come through study. You have to know these things and put them in the mental Rolodex. You know, learn it, master it, and put it away so for future use. Learning how to build simple structures, you know. Understanding the relationship between wood and concrete. You know, these are things that one's going to have to know. How to generate wind power, water power. You know, these are all things that at one time on the planet... That there were basic, this was, this was just like almost secondhand information. You see what I'm saying? It was just secondhand information. Mm-hmm. I was on the, I was on the Alex Jones uh, website today, uh, and uh, I was looking at what he had in, in his survival store. You know, he has a survival store where he has like three months supply of food for 500 bucks and uh it's all it says it's all gmo free and um and um and non-toxic and whatnot and he had uh water filtration devices and whatnot and i mean that stuff's great and all and it it could help you could save you in a pinch but the thing is what are you going to do after three months you know what are you going to do right you know, what are you going to do? Yeah, you know, as I said, you know, it's it's imperative, you know, for each and every one of us, like I said, to, to you know, once again, to go back and just get a basic, under, you know, understanding, understanding, you know, of our surroundings, you know, just learning basic trees even, you know, because if the grocery stores aren't available anymore, you know, and your little McDonald's and your little barbecue spot and the fish spot and all these other places that, you know, people love to go and eat. If these places aren't available anymore, then we have to have a basic knowledge about the trees, about the bushes, about the, the weeds and the and the foliage that grows from the earth. You know, we have to know what's good for us to eat and, you know, and put in our bodies that will, you know, sustain us and keep us going and, and know that you know, that, you know, which one of these things can meet the three basic macronutrients of our bodies, which is protein, carbohydrates, and fats, which is something else everybody should know about their body. See, you know what's interesting to me, brother? You know, the average person, black or white, it doesn't matter. I'm not just going to get on the brothers. I'm going to get on these white boys, too. 
You know, I'm going to get on the Mexican. I'm going to get on a lot of people, every human being on the planet. Human beings, you know, they kill me, man, because they have a very thorough knowledge about their automobiles. They know what type of oil to put in that car because to make their car run pristine. They know what kind of gas to put in there. You know what I'm saying? They know what kind of cleaner to get to make their house smell this way or to, to preserve their wood floors so that the wood floors, they know which product to get for this shit. But they know they don't know what product. They don't even know what the three, three basic macronutrients of your body are. That's right. But you have all this, you know, your, your head is filled with all this other useless bullshit that doesn't have no purpose whatsoever, on, on you know, in, in the grander scheme of things. It really doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, so... Yeah. But you know, it's like you don't know what to put in your body. Yep. You don't. Absolutely. You don't know that carbohydrates, protein, and fats are the three major three major macronutrients of the body. I mean, yes, there's other nutrients that are involved, but those are your major ones. You would die without these three nutrients. But they don't know these things, brother. They don't know. You know. That's why I said, you know, this, so, you know, the power and the glory tonight, this whole class, man, you know, this is a class for everyone to listen to. You know, like I said, we're not just getting on the brothers now. I mean, this is for the, for the, you know, for everyone across the board because everyone across the board is going to be affected. I mean, of course, naturally, man, you know, we're definitely looking out for the gods and the goddesses, you know, the melanated man and woman. You know what I'm saying? Those are the, those are the gods and the goddesses of the planet, the original beings of this earth. So, yes, we have an inclination. We have a natural attraction to make sure that we look out for our own and we make sure that we preserve our race. You know, that's, that's self, you know, uh, yeah, uh, self-preservation. You know, we're satisfying the, the first law of the universe when we think like that. That's why I always, you know, make a statement, you know, in my class from time to time that, you know, I don't have a problem with the Ku Klux Klan, not with their message. Their behavior, I have, a, I have a big problem with their behavior. Their behavior is ignorant and animalistic at best, you know. But their message, their thinking, their ideology, I don't have an issue with that because it's all about the preservation of their race. They have a right to preserve their race, particularly being as weak genetically as they are because they can't produce anything other than themselves. You know what I'm saying? So they have to, produce, they have to preserve their race by all means. You know, I mean, like I said, I don't condone and I don't endorse their behavior, you know, using violence and threats and other, you know, means of manipulation that they've used on the planet to, you know, to push their agenda. But, you know, their agenda, you know, can be, uh, you know, better served or better satisfied, man, if they just told their people the truth. Quit playing games. Just like we've been trying to teach our people the truth and stop playing games, you know. You got no time for that right now. There's no time. There's no time for that. You know, no time whatsoever. Like I said, in particular, and particularly for the Caucasian, there's they really don't have no time to play around because just because genetically, because of how weak they are genetically, you know, they can't afford to have any more of their women sleeping outside of their race. They can't afford to have any more of their men, you know, um, putting their seed in some, you know, in anything else outside of their race. They can't afford to do this, man, or their numbers, their numbers have already been dwindling on the planet as it is now. I mean, tremendously dwindling. 
So they're going to, you know, they'll cease to exist shortly, you know, if they don't do something, you know, wise and scientific pretty soon. And whatever, you know, whatever, uh, you know, whenever uh, they'll suffer, you know, through their own, you know, behavior and, you know, through their own violent behavior. Because they're getting ready to get violent here in a minute. Most definitely, especially when the government's trying to take away their guns. Right. These white folks ain't having that, man. You're not going to take their guns from them. They love their gun. You know? And they damn sure are not going to let no black president take it. <laughs> That's definitely out of the question with them. You know? That's definitely not going to happen. They're not doing it, man, especially when they can, you know, some of these white folks can see what's in front of them, too. They see the police state that America has turned into. You know, this is like almost like a military zone here, the way these police are acting, Mm -hmm. you know. I mean, and don't get me wrong. I mean, yes, you know, you you have your little communities, you know, your little Mayberry communities out there with the little Barney Fife cops that everybody knows and sees at the local diner and, you know, and his daughter goes to school. And, you know, I mean, yeah, we know those places exist. They're still out there. But what we're seeing in the major cities is a big change, a big overhaul in the police culture. You know, they've been given and they've been gifted these uh, uh, military equipment, you know, coming back from uh, from Iraq and Afghanistan, all these guns and these armored vehicles now are being gifted to these cities, you know, for what? Right. You know, for what? What purpose? And what's going to go down? You know, I need to do a class one night, man, and 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 put it on the social network, man, for nothing but cops to come and listen to this one. I mean, I would love that. They would love it, oh, too. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, nothing, nothing but police officers, white and black. Oh, you know, don't matter. Mexican, I don't care if you just uh, one of them old badge carrying motherfuckers. Come on in here, you know, because uh, I got a message for you. You better pay attention because they don't understand the position that they're in either. Right. You know, because once they've been used, you know, to do the job that needs to be done, what do they think that they're going to be done with them then? And exactly. will be no more use, no more use for them. Exactly. These local police departments, these ain't nothing but just hired guns. You know, like back in the West, that's all they are, hired guns, you know. See, the real police force, the real security of this country, you don't even see them right now. They ain't out there, but they'll be. They'll show up soon. Mm-hmm. And they're the ones, they'll be the real security of this country. So what's going to happen with all these police officers in these little communities, especially these little Mayberry towns? What's going to happen with them, with the local sheriff and the deputy? You know, they're done, too. I mean, and they have families, too. That's the thing that people got to remember. It's like, yes, they represent a system that's flawed and demonic. However, they're nothing like you said, like the real police that won't even talk, say anything to you. They'll just shoot you. You might not even see their face because they have, like, some some mask over their face, (laughs) some military mask. The, the police are the gatekeepers, in a sense, for that. Was it number six, the law of man? Mm-hmm. The law of man? Yeah. Yeah. And um, at one time, they, they, we could relate to them more, you know, when they walked the neighborhoods and whatnot. But now it's, uh, 
you're not supposed to talk to them and they're not supposed to talk to you. You know, I'm not saying I agree with what they're about, but the thing is, is they got to, they live here too. So it's, um, it's more pressing to me than this, uh, <clears throat> these cops killing these brothers, these Negroes is, um, is the black on black, you know, homicides. Did you know that there was like, I think it was in mid-September when Mark, Mike Brown got killed and, uh, uh, from from mid September to November, mid November, there was 246 people that were murdered in uh, Chicago on black on black homicides in that same amount of time. Yeah, I saw that link that you sent to me. Yeah, yeah, that was a. Uh, and but I don't see anyone marching in the neighborhoods, and I live in the neighborhoods, and I don't see. I mean, yeah, we do have people, community grassroots people calling attention to, you know, to the violence, but nothing on the level of what we see on us, on our, on our news and our, even looking out, you know, these marches and whatnot. There's distraction, yeah. distraction from the core problem, which is self-hatred. Right. You know, and you know what, what makes that number even more interesting is two, you said 244. Yeah. And that was just in the city of Chicago. Right. That's what I was going to say. You know, what makes that even more interesting with than the fact of being 244 young people is the fact that it took place in Chicago, which is supposed to be Louis Farrakhan's backyard. You understand what I'm saying? Now, here's the man running around the planet telling everybody that he's Allah's man. He's the he's the black man's chosen savior. You know, he's righteous. He's divinely chose. He's all this bullshit that he claims, but yet your backyard is dirtier than probably any other city's backyard, you know, as it stands right now, unless there's other numbers coming out of other cities that are more staggering than the 244 during that period of time. Mm-hmm. You know, we'd have to go ahead and scale the numbers and see, you know, back and forth, but that's a staggering number in, sort, in a short period of time, particularly being in, in, the, in Louis Farrakhan's backyard, the so-called divine the divine you know guide from Allah you know the blessing he's supposed to be the blessing but your city ain't a blessing the people in your city ain't feeling blessed I guess he is feeling blessed because he's spending up all the people's money that's where his blessings come in but there's no protection there's no guidance for the young people in his backyard in his own damn city his city where his headquarters where he's at that's what I was saying before, man. These motherfuckers are full of shit, man. He was out there, man. He he has to get police escorts, brother. You hear me? Police escorts in order to walk through his own city. Now, you're supposed to be Allah's man. You're supposed to be divinely guided and protected. Why do you need the same devil that you've been talking about for years? Devils. They did. The white man is a devil. The police ain't shit. And all this stuff they've been running their mouths about over the years. But yet, you run to these same people to protect you in your own backyard. Don't make sense, brother. It don't make sense. And all it does is expose and reveal these niggas for being the, the, the devils that they really are. They definitely want the glory. Right, you know, no power, just the glory they're looking for. 
You know, they don't want to put in the work. They don't want to deal with the self. They want that false, that illusionary power that's given to them by the devil, you know. And then the little trinkets, the little the little material items that you're able to acquire along the way, that's that's what they consider the glory, you know. That's been glorified for them. You know, the Hummers and the Escalades and the $3,000 suits and matching, matching gaiters and ostrich skin shoes and all that bullshit that he boasts about. Vacation homes in Mexico, you know, and all this stuff that they got. Mm-hmm. But yet you can't protect the babies in your own city. With the truth from God that you claim you got. They just some they just some slick niggas, man. That's all. Some slick niggas. But you know, once again, you know, it goes back into the beginning and the ending of all things, the power, the true power and the true glory. You know, the beginning and the ending. And it's the end for them niggas and their organization and all that shit they've been talking and teaching on the planet. It's the end for them. It's the end, brother. I mean, so many people have fallen out of the nation of Islam and away from that bullshit as it goes, you know, anyway, there's been a great number of people that have fallen away from them. You know, falling away from religion altogether, though. Well, you know, a lot of people today, man, when you talk to them, most people, they're not really religious. You know? No, they ain't religious, man. You know, they're scratching their head about the God concept. You know, that's pretty much about it. They're drawing blanks there, but... You know, they don't want to focus on that religious shit. They ain't got time. You know, and then most of them have any, even a half a bit of sense in their head. You know, they've been paying attention while they've been growing up. That, hey, man, this religious shit don't even really work for nobody anyway. Who's it really helped? Mm-hmm. It's hurt more people than it's helped. That's for damn sure. Shit, and if people don't believe that religion hurts people, ask them Arabs over there that are getting 500-pound bombs dropped through their mosques in their hospitals and their schools by Christians. Christians are doing this to them. You think them Christians give a damn about dropping bombs on them babies? Hell no. Religion. This is what religion does to people because they think my God and my belief system is better than yours, and I got the right to do this to you because you don't believe like I believe. devils that's why it has to be a the power and the glory that's why it has to be a beginning and an ending to all things brother you know everything has to just run its course and when it runs its course it's over it's done it's, it's ended you know and um you know and the interesting thing about the beginning and the ending when we make that statement is that you know nobody brother ali included nobody can give you the beginning of what, you know, like, well, Ali, tell us, man, what, where did all this start? Where did all this come from, man? Man, shit, it beats me, brother. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know right. that answer to that question, and I'm not going to sit up here in front and try to give somebody some false-ass, made-up, fairy tale you know, uh, explanation to that question just to try to, you know, make myself appear like I'm, you know, wise and knowledgeable about mm-hmm. things that maybe somebody else is. And I'm not going to play that game with nobody. I don't know. But what I do know from doing research, from doing the math, adding and subtracting, 
And um, like I said, doing the research, the scientific research, you know, I've determined that with with the little bit of evidence that I've gathered, that, you know, not only is there a beginning and an ending, you know, to cultures and to ways of life, but there's also a beginning and an ending, you know, to life itself on this planet, where it recycles, you know. And when I say that, what I mean is that, you know, there's evidence um, that's been presented over the years through archaeologists and scientists, whether they be black, whether they be white, who knows? You know what I'm saying? But um, the uh, what's been presented to us is, is, is basically with a little bit of evidence that we've gathered, you know, from this, we see that the earth goes through changes, just like with the great breakup. On the planet, you know, at one time there was just one land mass, but somehow or another there was a great change that went on and the earth broke up into what we have now is called what we recognize as continents, you know. So you have to imagine during that breakup, it wasn't just simply, okay, the earth, the crust cracked and the, and the land masses just peacefully floated, floated apart and people just waved on, the, on, the, on each side of their land mass. Goodbye. We'll, I, I, I'll build a boat and come see you. You know, come on now. <laughs> come on now. No. You know, anytime when you have great change like that, there's going to be great torment that comes with it. There's going to be great upheaval. You know, the weather, the weather, the atmosphere, everything is affected by this. The earth is a living and breathing entity. You understand what I'm saying? So anytime when you have a change like that, there's going to be change across the board with weather, with water, with everything. So you have to imagine when... The, you know, when when there was just one landmass on the planet at one time, and when it broke off in the continents, then there was a, many a people had to have perished. You know, especially people that lived along, the, you know, at, 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 along those coastlines of that major that one landmass. You know, those people, man, instantly perished. Right. And there's been a cycle of this. There's evidence that there's been a cycle of this going on on the planet. You know, how I don't know what the, I can't apply a number to that cycle and give you a, you know, a reference, a numeral to that cycle. I don't know, you know, whether it's every 10,000 years, every 6,000, I don't know. You know, but what I do know from the evidence gathered is that there is a cycle that happened, and it's happened more than once, you know. So what I'm, going to, what, what I'm saying is whenever you have cataclysms on the planet that take place like that, Obviously, there's going to be a disconnect of people and of cultures, especially when a great number of people have been have perished, have been killed off. You know, saying there's only a few group of you know small group of people that are left to carry on. Well, then information and knowledge gets lost mm-hmm. with those people. You know, sometimes language gets lost. You know, it's just like when the, when when um when the English when the people from England first came here to a, to what they now call America. These people spoke European English, or what they call, you know, the King's English. That's what they spoke. But after being here in America, they they dropped all that. It changed. Now the English people look at our language here in America as as slang. Actually, they they see it as dirty slang. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's not that's not proper English over there. That's some old dirty slang that they're. That's how the the people over there feel in the UK. And that's what happens, though. It's a disconnect. Anytime you're disconnected, you know, from the source, there's going to be, you know, things that are lost, many great things that will be lost to you. 
So once again, what we have, what we have then, if we have these type of cataclysms in, in, in a cycle that has taken place over and over a period of time on the planet, well, then there's going to be a, a, a great loss of, of knowledge and information and of language, and then things will be replaced that might not necessarily be true. It's the person's best recollection of what happened, you know. And this is what has been going on, brother. And we find that in these changes along the way, the one thing that remained constant with the people is that there's always been in someone's mind, I want to be in control. I need to establish a system of control. You know? How can I control the people? Mm -hmm. Well, the best way to control someone is to get them to relinquish their own power. And as I stated in the beginning of the class tonight, that the power is represented through the knowledge of self, dealing with the self. So if I can get someone to stop focusing on the self or to take their focus outside of self, then they've already relinquished their power to me and now I'm in control. So now religion is born. Because I can get you to worship and focus and believe in something that you can't even prove exists outside of yourself and get you to stake your whole life on that. On some fairy tale spook God out there in space and his son that was nailed to the cross. Something that you can never prove. You can't prove it. There's no, there's no, no physical proof of it. All you have is stories, once again. The Egyptians, these people that are running around calling themselves Egyptologists and all this shit, all they have are stories. They have no no proof. I mean, yeah, you got some scribbling on the walls over there, and you know, the pyramids and stuff, but unless you actually climbed in there and you were the first one to put your eyes on, on these hieroglyphics and this com ancient comedic writing and you knew and understood it, Without it, without having to rely on someone else's translation, well, then, yeah, you're getting that information and knowledge from the nub, then, and that's something a little more reliable for you to work with. But that's not the case here. These people that claim to be Egyptologists and study Egyptian history and Kemetic history and ancient African history, they're studying this shit in these schools and these universities and online. They're getting someone else's information, someone else's translation, someone else's thoughts and ideology about this culture. And some of these people aren't even black. So you're getting a white man's interpretation about an ancient black culture and not even knowing if this white man even embraces that culture, has any honor or love or respect for that culture, to even, to even be willing to give you the truth about his findings. See, these are all things people don't take into consideration. That's why when people get to talking to Egypt shit to me, first thing I ask them is, do you read hieroglyphics? <laughs> and, can you, and can you read them without the assistance of some white professor at some university? And the answer is always no. No, I can't. Egyptology actually isn't even, isn't even real. It's made up. Egypt, that, that landmass was never called Egypt. That's an English word for that area. They came up with that word. You'd be better off telling me while I'm trying to, you know, get into the ancient comedic sciences, you know, learning about metallurgy, controlling metals and, and elements. You know, tell me, you know, you're getting into that part, that aspect of the ancient information. Well, then, you know, I can sit down and bust it up with you there. But if you want to sit around and talk to me about Horus and Isis, you know, Akhenaten and all these oh, fairy tale characters, then you're wasting my time because you can't prove none of that. 
science, we can sit out and do the experimentation and do the mathematics. We can work it out and prove that. You know, how are you going to prove that other shit? You can't. You know, you can't. And people know this, the ones that implemented the religion as a system of control. There has, you know, and, from, and once again, dealing with evidence based on uh, research and history, you know, you know, it, it, it also appears to me, you know, through the evidence gathered that, you know, that there was, I don't think that there was ever a time, you know, a recorded time on this planet, you know, like I said, a recorded time. You know, where there was a period where the end of, that, the, that, that the beings on the planet, you know, were free to operate in, in a self capacity without some type of system of control set up for them outside of themselves. I'm still looking to find evidence of that. You know? Yeah. Looking outside of oneself. You know, it, 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 you know, is 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 always going to be detrimental to the self, because you can't prove that unless you can prove it. Now, I, I mean, now, hey, if you can prove it, if you can, if you're in touch with some beings, and you claim that, look, man, hey, I I got the answer. You know, we were created by a race of beings from the Aldebaran. Um, constellation or from the Orion star constellation these beings are called so and so they look like this they smell like that they dress like this and not only that they'll be here tomorrow I will introduce them to you hey if you can do that fine let's roll with that and let's 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 get down on that because that'd be some interesting shit you know what I'm saying right but it, anything anything short of that man you're going to have to go somewhere with that because you have no proof. It's the beginning. It's the, once again, we're back to the power and the glory, brother, manifestation. We're back to the beginning and the ending of all things. And that means the ending of this fairy tale bullshit that people are putting down on the planet. It's the end of this, man. It's coming to a close. We're tired. The planet is tired. People are tired. Even if they're not righteous, they're just tired too. They're tired, yeah. Even the unrighteous ones are yeah. tired of this shit. You know, they're just tired of the games. They're tired of being dicked with. You know, it's not so, like I said, it's not so much that they want to live righteously. You know, that's probably not even in their hearts or even in their natures. You know, for those whose natures don't demand righteousness, that they're not in accord with righteousness. That's not what they're looking for. What they're looking for is not to be dicked with. Leave them alone. See, people are fucking with them. See, it's different, you know, when you leave someone alone to live within their own nature and you're not bothering them. But when you're constantly poking and dicking with them and messing with them, well, then naturally, yeah, you're going to get, you know, a really crazy reaction from them. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It, it, whereas if you would have just left them alone to their own, you know, shit, they might have fizzled off on their own any damn way, which which is what will happen with a lot of these groups of people. Just leave them alone, man. They'll fizzle out on their own, man. Mm-hmm. They'll self-destruct. There's no reason for you to dick with them. You have to pick with them. You have to start no little wars and no fights with them. Leave them alone. Just let them fizzle on. Just let them die off on their own, naturally. Right. They will. 
Because while they're busy dying, we're busy focused on living. We're supposed to be. At least that's what, you know, even in the, I told the, I use that as, a, as an example for the Christians all the time when I'm talking to a Christian, you know. I tell them, you know, don't, don't forget, you know, when Jesus was traveling with his disciples and, um, you know, and they, they stopped and witnessed the funeral going on, you know, and the disciples wanted Jesus. Hey, man, let's go on over there. We recognize some of the people at that funeral, man. You know, let's go on over there and pay our respects. You know, and Jesus told them, hey, man, look, let the dead bury the dead. The burden of life is on the living. You know, that was a hell of a statement. Mm -hmm. Let the dead bury the dead. Yeah. The burden of life is on the living. And fuck that funeral shit, man. Sitting over there crying and getting drunk and hooping and hollering with people, man. Some nonsense. When you could be building. You want to entertain despair. You know. You know, forget despair, man. Despair doesn't serve nobody. I mean, once again, I'm not, my brother Ali's not saying, hey, if your mommy passes or if your daddy or your granny passes, I'm not trying to say you shouldn't go to the funeral. I'm not suggesting that. It was a metaphor, okay? You know, unless you just consciously now, if you just choose, hey, look, funerals ain't my thing. I ain't going there. I don't give a damn who died. I don't do funerals. Hey, I respect it. I don't like doing them either, you know. But, yes, you know, if someone close to you passes, you know, you want to honor and respect their memory, just go. You know, do your little one-two and come on up from out of there. Yeah. Just don't get involved with the madness that goes along with it, all the finger-pointing and the bullshit that happens right. after the funeral. You know how that goes. Yeah, because you're not doing it for the dead. You're doing it for the living that are suffering with their mourning. <laughs> not right. for the dead. The dead, not even dead anymore. Or who knows? I don't know. I haven't been there. I don't remember. But uh, they, <laughs> they're not thinking about you. <laughs> maybe right. On one level, maybe on one level in your mind, in your memory, which 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 is true. Your memories are are true. You know what I mean? You wouldn't be here if it wasn't for us our ancestors that got us to this point, but we're here right now. You wouldn't be able to remember the ancestors if we weren't here right now. Mm-hmm. Plus, I never particularly black funerals, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, niggas, man, niggas get real ignorant at funerals because there's liquor, there's pork being served. There's plenty of pork and plenty of liquor. And that's a hell, that's a bad combination. And then you throw emotion into the mix. You know, and then that's when you get yeah. to hearing, you know, you, you be sitting down chilling. Next thing you know, all you hear is, you know, my mama never liked your ass anyway. You see, you hear a little shit like that. Or you start to hear the other stuff. Well, you know, you know, so-and-so really ain't his daddy. See, all that shit gets started after the funeral. Always. It never fails. Or some conversation about some money that came up about how much was actually spent on the funeral, but the check from the insurance company was was, was such and such, so where's the change? Mm-hmm. See, that old shit, too, goes. That's why I don't like funerals, brother. It's, a, it's, a, it's just a bad mix. It is. It's just creepy. I mean, just the process of embalming a body and having it out there. <laughs> That's not natural at all. I mean, they're making bread that Joe's mortician and whatnot, whoever you have in your neighborhood, um, they're making bread off off a useless, gross practice. Mm-hmm. 
appreciate it. It used to be a time down south, man, when you, when your family died, you could bury them on the property. It wasn't no thing, you know. You have your little service. Mm-hmm. and you buried, you buried them in the backyard next to Grandpa and Grandma. You know, everybody in the family had a little space back there on the property. And there wasn't no problem. You know what I'm saying? But once again, with, you know, with the introduction of insurance companies and the funeral industry, you know, you know, they started passing, you know, these crazy laws and regulations that stipulate, no, nah, you know, you can't just shove a body into the earth like that. It has to be a vault. It has to, you know, it has to be in a coffin. And it's like, oh, my God. Yeah. You know, here we go with the games, the money games. So I said, it has to be an end. It has to be an end to all this, brother. This has to come to an end, man. It's gone on long enough. You know, people have, have been willing participants in this type of madness long enough, too. Willing, willing participants. You know, I get the unwilling part. You know, hey, if you just don't know, you don't know. But I'm talking about the ones that know that what, what the hell is going on, but they're participating in it because they just figure, well, you know, I, mean, I might as well just go along with the program. You know, I ain't trying to do nothing else. See, them old type of niggas, them type of people, man, I can't, I can't you know, I can't stand them. They got to, they, them type of people are a problem. They're a problem. They're a serious problem. You know, but but the truth will deal with them, though. You know? It's amazing what the power of truth can do. And, um, you know, just like, you know... um, you know, I was having an issue, you know, with my brother, you know, and my, you know, in the family, you know, and, you know, I've been getting on his ass, man, for a while now, man, you know, just, you know, because he just, he just, you know, he's such a house nigga, man, you know what I'm saying? And trust me, you know, listen, brother, I don't take no pleasure in saying anything like that, you know, against my mother's son, against my father's son, you know what I'm saying? I don't take no pleasure in saying nothing like that against about him, but hey, the truth is the truth, man, the house nigga. You know, everybody I know, man, when they're around him, they're uncomfortable. They're like, man, is, is your brother a cop? You know, he gives me that kind of weird, uncomfortable <laughs> feeling when I'm around his ass. He's just a, official or something, you know? And it's like, yeah, he's official. Right? He's officially a house nigga, you know? But, um, That's the thing, but, like, he said it in the manifestation of the electron class, that, like, just because someone popped out before, before you or after you and your family was born, doesn't mean that they're your brother or sister. Your brother or sister is like mine. Mm-hmm. Right, you know. And um, like I said, you know, and I don't, I don't take pleasure in saying these type of things about him. But it's the truth is the truth, you know. And it, you know, and it has affected our relationship, you know, over the years because, you know, he ain't about what I'm about, man. You know, he ain't about. Nothing righteous. He just loves serving. You know, he likes giving in, like I had stated before. That's why I used him as an example, too. He's one of those ones that's just like, oh, well, you know, man, you know, what are you going to do, man? You know, I might as well enjoy this shit while it lasts. You know, all the houses and the cars and the bitches and the clothes, you know. Fuck it. Let's enjoy this shit. And it's just like, man, really? That's where your mind is at? Fuck it. Let's enjoy this shit? That's where your, that's where your mind is at at 40 years old. We're not talking about a young person. We're talking about a 40-year-old man. You know, and that's what disturbs me about him and people who think like him. 
you know, who love this world and love this system, want to be a part of it, you know. That's why I made that statement on it, you know. Well, it wasn't he wasn't the only reason why I made that statement uh, on, it, on on the Facebook on that, that post I made, you know, about um, about uh, murderers and whoremongers sit on city councils, you know. I mean, that just that's the that stands true across the board, right. <laughs> you know. You know, but once again, you know, it's it's just like, man, you know, it was, with all the truth, man, I've given you over the years, man, you know, how could you sit on the city council, man, with these with these crooks, man? You know, you think that you're going to be the difference maker. You think that you're going to be the one, you know, I'm going to bring black banks to the neighborhood. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this for the black man and this for the black. It's like, yeah, it sounds good, my man. But trust me, you ain't the only one been singing that same sad song. That song been sung for years. <laughs> Okay, we've heard many before you sing that song about what they was going to do for their people once they get in the office and they get up in the office and they turn into the same devil that sat there before them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I mean, if you want to nitpick with Ali, fine. Let's play the nitpick game for for a minute or two here. Yes. There have been some people who have joined the city councils and their little community groups and what what have you, and they've made some changes to their communities that were positive. They might have, you know, implemented a lunch program for the kids at the local library. Uh, they might have established uh, safer bus routes for the children in the community. Um, they might have set up and established uh, police watches or community watches, you know, because there's been a rash of break-ins. You know, we need to protect our, our elderly, so that we're going to set up and establish this now. Yes, we know that there's been small individual efforts made by individual peoples in these community groups and these councils and governments that have made small individual changes that, in, in some cases, for some neighborhoods, have actually been positive changes. Something that the people really appreciated, particularly like lunch programs or after-school programs for the kids to keep them out of trouble, you know, or other little things that people have done. Okay, so we're not going to, you know, just make a sweeping indictment against everybody saying that, well, you know, all of them ain't shit on that level. No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, is that I question your mindset because you know that that's the, that little shit is, all, is the only thing you can get done. And that is something that you could have gotten done without bearing your soul to the devil to join his city council. This is something the community could have got together. People on the street could have got together and implemented a lot of these little things that these so-called groups are doing. No, that's, that's this right. Is a, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, um, it, that's right, because what the difference to what I see is from the, the council member, for example, and then the, or, or a person that just takes pride in this block, you know, in this community is, the council member is more about having a flock, like a flock, you know. Uh, we still, when you have a flock, those are sheep, you know. Those are like brainwashed people. But when you, but, but, but when you're a leader in a group, for example, in a small community, for example, you know, pe- people still sticking for themselves. It's just that they look to you as a, a example to like get them started and motivated. You know what I'm saying? But right. We don't. We don't need no more flocks around here. We need like leaders of groups, or you know what I'm saying, or people just know that it comes from within. You know, like we were talking about earlier about the Earth went through these changes, uh, drastic diebacks for uh, recycling 
basically pushing the reset button. You know what I'm saying? People died, you know? But but right. but the people that are here right now on the planet, obviously we made it, you know? And it got to this number where it is now. You know what I'm saying? But like and just like the earth changed, we changed too in our own self. You know what I'm saying? So we have those changes in our life. We have to recognize them when they're happening. We see them as opportunities to to be motivated and, and doing better and doing great things. But these changes also are happening in us right now. You know, the self. It's absolute. Well said too, brother. Absolute and well said. You know. You know, I was going to make a small little side note too, um, talking about these councilmen, just for everyone's own personal edification here. You know, what people really don't know too about um, about councilmen and city council members is that, you know, there's a lot of perks that come with that job, particularly when if you're a councilman for a certain ward in your city, and if that ward is um, strong in commercial uh, property and commercial businesses then that councilman sits in a very privileged position because he's going to be approached by a lot of different uh, business interests that are going to want to set up and establish different businesses in that city, in that particular ward. And, you know, a lot of times whenever there's, you know, like somebody wants to uh, build a tire factory, you know, in that councilman's ward, well, naturally the people in the neighborhood, you know, are going to say, well, hey, look, man, you know, we're having some jobs, you know, unemployment situations here. So if anybody's going to build anything, they're going to hire out of this neighborhood first, particularly if they're going to build in our neighborhood. They're going to hire our people. We need to work here. You know what I'm saying? And that's the right thing to do, you know. And these, and this is the pressure that is put on their councilmen. Listen, don't you vote for this shit unless they agree to these terms. They're going to hire our people. They're going to do this. They're going to make sure that they maintain EPA regulations. They're not going to turn our place into no environmental wasteland, you know, with their pollution and everything else. There's this certain criteria that have to be met to satisfy the people of that area or that community. Well, the councilmen now are, deal, are, are sitting in the middle now between the people and the big business interests. Well, who do you think is going to win in that situation? The people with the money. Because they're the ones that are going to come to the councilman in private and tell them, listen, man, you know, when was the last time you and the wife been to Vegas? When was the last time you've been to Disney World? How about a free trip to Disney World? Free trip to Vegas, all expenses paid. You know, just going ahead and vote this way for us. Get this done. Fuck what they talking about. We got, we're going to hire, we got our own people coming in that we're hiring, man. We ain't got time to be hiring these people in this neighborhood. And we got to retrain them and go through all that. Fuck that. Our people are already trained, ready to go. So you vote this way. See, that's how that game is played in them city councils, brother. And these dudes and these so-called uh, uh, councilmen and aldermen or whoever, you know, they reap the benefits for selling their people out. You know, so... You know, these niggas talking this big shit about what they're going to do, these big things they're going to do in the city council and city hall and all this shit they're going to do for these people as governor and all this shit. It's like, man, that's a bunch of bullshit. You sell that to somebody else, miss me with that, man, because I know what this is all about. It's all about money with you. Telling lies and making money. That's why I said it has to be the power and the glory. The power is the knowledge of self and the glory is the ending of all of this. The glory of watching this come to an end. Completion. 
What's that? The completion, number nine. Completion. Absolutely. Number nine, the end, the complete, the complete, uh, uh, the complete, uh, the completed uh, run of this devil's time on this planet has come to an end. It's complete. It's over. We're watching him go out now. You know, this is the way he came in. Is the way he's going to go out. Right. You know, and and, and, and and the thing about it is, is that on his way out, he gets to drag all of his niggas, all of his house niggas, all of his sympathizers, all those ones that were just like, oh, come on, we shouldn't feel like that. Oh, come on, let's just try to get along. And all those people, they get to go right down with him and get to rid us and take all that shit away from us because we can't rebuild the planet with sympathizers. We can't rebuild the planet with house niggas. We can't rebuild the planet with a whole bunch of this devilish-minded people that ain't going to do nothing but be in our way of rebuilding and making our jobs that much more harder. Right. We can't stand that anymore. We're done with that. There is no more compromising anymore. Well, you know, man, you know, we're going to have to sit down with everybody because, you know, different groups of people all have different ideas to bring to the table, and we're just going to have to blah, 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 blah. It's just like, man, please, get the fuck out of here with that, man. We've tried that. The shit don't work. There is no sitting down, you know, and just entertaining everybody's little thought and opinion. Fuck that. You bring what's absolute to the table. That's what we're dealing with, mathematics and science and that which can be proven. That's which has been proven to be best for us to build with. Okay? Your opinion, your thoughts, your beliefs, and all that other madness that's in the back of your mind that you want to entertain, we can't bring that to the table. You know? It ain't happening. Nope. Because it doesn't serve it. It's, it's, it's proven to be the source of destruction in the past. And the demise of, of, of many different nations and groups of people, man, because they wanted to sit down and compromise with some people that were, you know, aren't even worthy of compromising with. They ain't even got no sense in their head. I'm talking about building a clinic. Over here, you know, for the people, you know, we want to try to get the people, you know, inside this clinic here and teach them holistic practices to make them healthier, you know, and give them longer life, you know, so that they can have a more fruitful and more uh, productive life on the planet. But then you got another group of people over here that are talking about, well, hey, man, you know, we want to uh, put up a, a liquor factory. <laughs> so while you're busy trying to clean them up, we'll be busy tearing them down. Right. Because, you know, people like to get fucked up, man. You know what it is, man. Like, nah, we know what it used to be, man. That's the shit that it used to be. It ain't like that no more. You ain't going to be building no liquor, nothing around here. We're cleaning the people up, and they'll never go back to being sick again. And drinking and partaking in that madness that fucked them up in the first place. And you think that you're gonna put you're gonna rebuild and, and 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 give us a round two of that? No, no, hell no. Mm -mm. And we have to. That's what I'm saying. We can't sit down and do that with people that are willing to to want to you know sacrifice you know uh, uh, absolute truth because you know they want to entertain you know some false sense of you know I want to give in to this that or the other. We can't do that anymore. 
I'm not compromising with nobody. I'm not settling. There is no such thing as compromising and settling. Uh-uh, we don't do that. We deal with what's right and what's true. And we come to we come, you know, to an agreement on that. And that's the end of it. Then if we can't come to an agreement, then we need to get as far away from each other as possible. Because there's going to be conflict. There's going to be a problem. Eventually. Sooner or later, we're we're going to come we're going to come to blows. Mm-hmm. You know, because I'm going to defend righteousness. You know, with everything that I have. You know. And if they're anything, if they're any type of person at all, they're going to want to defend their their position with everything that they have. You know. So. That's what happens, like I said, when you want to sit down and compromise with people instead of dealing with with what's absolute. You know, that's where Malcolm X made his mistake, wanting to sit down with a bunch of people that don't like you, man. You know how bad he talked about people over the years, how bad he talked about Christians? Right. Calling them house niggas and all kind of shit he called them, man. And then you want to come and sit down, and you think that these people are going to willingly accept you and sit down with you? No. They're going to get you at that table so they can begin to stab you in the back and get you back for all those things that you just said about them. They're not on the same note as you. They don't think like you. They're not on the same page. They're not even in the same book. they own on some bullshit. On their religious madness, Malcolm. You need to stick with what your teacher gave you. That was true and absolute. You know? The next manifestation we saw that type of energy was Dr. Collins. He talked bad about right. those people a lot too. You know, I mean, he had, he brought a lot of truth, but then again, he 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 switched. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Sure did. You know, especially after they after they shot his ass out there in Riverside. You know, that really, man, messed with his mind. You know, like, damn, you know, a black man actually tried to kill me, man. Wasn't a white boy, it was a black man. Mm-hmm. You know, it fucked with his mind. And not only that, he had to go and go straight to the white man's hospital, that same Peckerwood that he'd been talking about. He had to go he had to go to see the Peckerwood to go sew him up and take that bullet out of him. Yeah, brothers, the power and the glory, brothers, the beginning and the ending of all things, man. You know, everything is coming to a screeching halt to an end, as it should. Everything that we know, everything that we've accepted, you know, has to come to an end, man. So, you know, it could give birth to, you know, something new. Yeah. You know, something more evolved. You know, even even the way that we, you know, that we... You know, we so-called practice mathematics and science, you know. You know, we, we have to, that has to evolve. You know, we have to go to a higher level with our application of numbers and with our, you know, our application of uh, scientific research and procedure. You know, we have to be the, we have to be the experiment. You see what I'm saying? We have to actually have our hands in the soil. We have to actually be creating and recreating, you know, food for ourselves and new strains of food, new strains of life on the planet that we can grow, you know, and bring to maturity and study and see, you know, what it can be used for. 
You know, we have to be the experiment. You know, we have to roll up our sleeves and get down with these individuals, these human beings. We have to do the experiment with them, too, as far as cleaning them up. You know, finding what works best for them to get them back on track, because not everyone is the same. Everybody has different issues, different problems that require, you know, different applications. But we won't know this unless we roll our sleeves up and get our hands dirty and actually put the work in, put the experimentation in. It's one thing to say you're a scientist. It's another thing to be a scientist. Right. And the scientists that we are, we don't use animal testing. We experience it ourselves. Right. You know, do self-experimentation first. I mean, what's a better subject than self to experiment on? You know, I mean, it's one thing for me to run around telling everybody how wonderful it is not to eat meat and how much in accord it is, but it would be better for me to do it first. Mm-hmm. And then know from experience through personal experimentation, then I can give you actual facts, actual research about the meat thing. Not just some rhetoric off the top of my tongue, you know, because, you know, it sounds good and it makes me feel good to talk like this. No, I know from experience before I even tell you. You know? As a matter of fact, we'll give you a solution right now. Make your own food. Don't buy it to go. Don't go out so much like, you, you know, what most people do. Experiment on yourself with your diet by eating right. clean, clean food, you know. Mm-hmm. Clean, clean food, clean beans and, and vegetables and whatnot. Right. You know, I mean, you know, I mean, that, that, that's actually sound advice too, brother, because you don't know, like you said it yourself when you use the word clean. You don't know about the cleanliness of anybody's operation unless you're actually working there. Right. You're back there watching them prepare the food. You don't know how clean they are or they aren't. You don't know these things for to be true or not true. You can only guess and hope and pray that, you know, everything is going yeah. okay back there. Right. You know, that would be my suggestion that if people do still enjoy, you know, well, hey, me and my mate do like to get out of the house, man, and go somewhere yeah. and, you know, enjoy a nice meal somewhere. Well, that's fine. I do, you know, I do too, right. you know, but find you a place, you know, that is well established, some place that knows you and you know them, you know, people where you, you've set up and established a relationship with them, just like with the markets where I made a statement in one of my past classes about establishing relationships at these whole, at these uh, farmers markets with different farmers. Go out to their farms and visit their farms. Invite yourself out there, you know, and see for yourself the operation. Learn what's going on so you can see the vegetables that's grown, you know, that you're putting in your body. You can see the process of what's going on out there with them, how they're being grown, how they're being cleaned, how they're being transported. All these things are important. You know, I mean, shit. You know, just because, you know, yeah, man, I got a farmer, man, bringing me in some fresh avocados, man. But you don't know, man, that all of his dogs been laying on top of the avocados on the way into town. So you got doggy drip, you got doggy drool and doggy balls and doggy ass all over your, all over your avocados and your fruits and stuff. Mm-hmm. Because he's a nasty-ass farmer. You just don't know. He's not clean. And he was cutting corners. He used Roundup made by Monsanto's. Uh, right. You know. On his crops. Exactly. Most what most commercial farmers do, use Roundup. Exactly. You know, 
when it could when it just takes you know a Saturday afternoon, a Sunday morning. You know, hey baby, come on man, let's jump in the car and ride out here. I got this farmer's address, man. I just want to stop by and say hey to him, and you know, just check things out, man. You know, make your woman go with you. You know, let her get her get her acclimated to these things too, because she needs to know these things. You know, and see for yourself how these things are done, and learn something too, because sometimes you can learn things, so that you can learn to farm for yourself. But you won't know unless you do the research. Or you'll always be depending, you'll always be eating out of another man's hand, pretty much. You know, and that's never good for the self. It's okay to trade back and forth with people. You know, well, you know, so-and-so grows corn and, you know, and I got this and we trade and that's fine. That's bartering back and forth. You know, one hand washes another. But when you're totally dependent, you know, on another man, you know, your life, your death and your, your, your family's nutrition is all dependent on one man. You know, that's a problem. That's a problem. Shit, I mean, there was a time in America when everybody had a little farm or a garden going on. Everybody knew how to do this shit, you know? There wasn't no mystery, man. You know, people were young. You know, young young boys and young girls were out there, man, tending to them crops, man. They knew at a young age how to do this, how to feed themselves. They didn't have to run down to Ralph's or Albertsons or Kroger or whoever else. It wasn't none of that shit. You fed yourself, man. You ran outside and grabbed greens out the back for mama because she was cooking greens today. You went and picked them fresh right out the ground, you know, or some green beans or whatever, you know. Or go down there to the pond and catch a couple of fish and bring them on in and, you know, skin them up and fillet them and throw them in a skillet fresh. You're much healthier that way, and you live longer. But you know how it is today, though, brother, man, shit. You go to most people's houses, man, and you open up their cabinet, man, it's all processed up there, man. They got the Idaho mashed potatoes, that's processed. Got the Kraft macaroni and cheese, that's processed. The rice-a-roni, that's processed. You know, the majority of people's cabinets is all processed. That's just not healthy. Just because it's rice don't make it healthy. It's processed, particularly if it's them little box dishes with flavors and stuff added to it, oh, like the rice aronis. That's the worst. Right. You're better off just getting you some plain white rice. <laughs> if you're going to do it, then just get you the plain shit. You know, at least you can rinse that off when you're done with it and, you know, wash a lot of that bleach off, add a little turmeric to it, you know, and then, you know, try to hook it up the best you can. You can work with white white rice a little bit, right. you know, but... Um, the other stuff, man, that's all processed garbage. Yeah, you know, like, you know, see, I guess out there in California, I don't know what you would call them. Like here, we have places that are called like um, Aldi's, um, Save-A-Lot. These are all real, like real, they're like grocery stores, but all their products in there are like really cheap. And they don't carry, you know, like everything that the grocery store would carry, but they carry like most of it. But it's real cheap at a real cheap price, and you have to you have to bring your own bags and stuff. One of them kind of stores. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got a lot of those here, and that's all nothing but processed shit. That's just a big store of processed bullshit. Right. Well, let me break it down to all these. I mean, all these 
started off uh, in the, during World War II in Germany as a really. They, they yes, they started their um, they sold their produce and their groceries to the concentration camps, and oh. uh, and this is when the genetically modified food got its birth really in the modern day with through all these because they wanted you know they had cheap products to sell to the uh, the concentration death camps, you know what I'm saying so. Uh, they didn't care about the, the people there, so they were like, "Fuck it, we're just gonna make the most out of the, get the most money we can for this cheap food, right?" And then came over to America as Aldi's, and we we have them over here. Aldi's uh, bought a uh, Trader Joe's. That's what we call it out here. It's the same company, mm-hmm. Trader Joe's, and it's all discounts, and it's and it's played off as healthy food, but really, it's not. No. It's most of it's GMO. That's very interesting, brother. I didn't I didn't know that about Aldi. Yeah, that's how they got their start over there. That's very interesting, brother. So I love having you in class, man, because you're always able to bring that perspective, man, you know, that make you go, hmm. Right. Well, I wouldn't have got that thought if you didn't with the catalyst, though. We need these classes, brother, Ali. So we yeah, I know we do. See, see the um, the life in us. You know what I'm saying. You know, we, we, need we, to we don't want you to hold our hand. But... <laughs> we need to be doing more of these, brother. Much more, man. You know, much more. We should really should. I understand. I know how it goes. I just know how hectic it is in my life alone. So I can only imagine, you know, what's going on in the other individuals' lives too on a daily basis. You know. You know, everybody just doesn't have the opportunity to want to just sit down at night and bust it up like this for an hour and a half, two hours, you know. Sometimes they're tired after a long day or, you know, just dealing with issues with their mate, with the children or what have you, you know, so. Well, the thing about these classes, they're so dense with information you can actually use and apply that it's okay to have breaks in between because there's a lot to chew on and a lot to work out in our labs. Mm-hmm. So it's all good. Absolutely. You know, it's all food for thought, you know, something to, like you said, to chew on, man, for a few days. Just sit back and go over it in your mind, you know, maybe sit down and listen to it again and be like, yeah, you know, that is a good point. Let me go Google this real quick, you know, and that causes you to do the research, you know, on your own, you know, different points that are made, you know, like, you know, uh, you know the, the one landmass, you know, that's something that everybody can go check out on Google, you know, Pangea. You know, uh, there was other names given to it, but Pangea is the most popular name being thrown around out there. So, and you know, in the archaeology field, they love that name. And mm-hmm. um, you can read about, you know, the separation, you know, and the dividing up of the continents. You know, these are all things where people can do the research, and then from there, you go in and start studying, you know, the, you know, the Persian Empire, the different empires that rise and fell, you know, and then see, you know, how, you know, cataclysms you know, or, or earth changes was, was tied into their rise and their fall, you know. It's interesting. Right. It's very interesting research, you know. And there's going to be a cataclysm here. There's going to be something that takes place here in America. Exactly what? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a fortune teller. I don't look in a crystal ball. I don't possess some type of magical powers, you know what I'm saying. I can just give you what I know based on the evidence, you know, put in front of me, you know. And from time to time, I am fortunate 
to be able to draw from my own memory banks or from my own blood cells, you know, that which has, you know, been, you know, uh, etched into my DNA from memory, you know, and I can, you know, reach back to those things for certain, for certain bits of information and knowledge that we're talking about, you know, but, you know, some things I just have to go on my own research and, and um, determination. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the, you know, I stated that before, you know, that, you know, the, you know, your blood, you know, your cell, that's where the memory is held at, you know, from, from the past, from, you know, from the, well, what people like to say from the ancestors, you know, it's all in your blood cells and your DNA, man. That's where the memories are held, you know, and they just have to be accessed properly. That's all. This is all proven scientifically, the things that people can go look up and study for themselves. You, know, you can see that, you know, Brother Ali ain't bullshitting you or ain't trying to, you know, manipulate, you know, nobody with information just to try to solidify my point. You know, it's none of that. These things are actually proven and true. There's memory held in the cells, in the DNA. Absolute. Yeah. You know, so, you know, that's why sometimes when you're sitting around and, you know, you might be researching different things, then all of a sudden it just seems like in your mind all the pieces just seem to just fall into place for some strange reason. You know, it's just like, wow, I didn't really put too much research into that one. Everything just fell into place. As a matter of fact, not only did that fall into place, but for some strange reason I'm able to to create another picture that does tie into it. Where is this picture coming from? It's in the DNA. You know, people. some people say it's your imagination, you know, going, you know, getting away from you, but... No, it's your DNA, man, being accessed, you know. You know, and then certain images or certain memories are coming about, man, that may tie into that thing, you know, that you're particularly focusing on at that time. You know, once again, the human mind and the human body are, are such a marvelous creation. And the capabilities, you know, what we're capable of is just, it's endless, it's infinite, you know. So as things are happening, sometimes sometimes we don't have a full grasp on what's going on, you know, and it takes time and takes a little living. That's why, you know, sometimes you hear that, that saying, you know, well, man, you know, just live a little, you know, live a while, you know, you'll, you'll get it. Just live a while, you know, because, you know, time sometimes can be the best teacher. Right. Patience, grasshopper. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But, um, but once again, though, you know, tonight, man, it was just, you know, about me just coming on a little bit and, you know, and just, you know, just touching on this beginning and ending, you know, things, man. Um, you know, uh, the beginning and ending of mindsets, the beginning and ending of accepted things, the beginning and ending of, you know, what we accept as real in this world, you know, uh, the beginning and ending of what, like I said, of all things. All things, all things have a beginning and all things have an ending. You know, the only thing that we can absolutely say for sure, you know, through our research, that which is infinite, you know, is uh, is our energy source. That's infinite. Energy is infinite. You know, and, you know, it tied into that energy. We also equate that out as being knowledge and we say knowledge is infinite too, you know. But it's all one and the same. So that's the only thing that's infinite. You know, everything else has a set time, you know, that's given to it. 
whatever that time may be. Everything runs its course. These physical bodies have a set time, you know, whatever that time is. Now, the time can be manipulated, of course. If you live like shit and you eat like shit all your life, of course, you're going to manipulate the time given to this body, and you're going to cut the time short. And your body's going to give out because you just, you abused it, you dogged it. If you take care of your body, you can manipulate it and stretch its time out. You know, sometimes you can learn how to accelerate, you know, the the, the uh, cell reproduction in your body, you know, through different herbs or through different exercises or through different uh, uh, mental uh, meditations, you know. You know, you can accelerate cell reproduction, you know, and then manipulate the time that you're here and cause yourself to live longer. You know, so, yes, we can manipulate time with the body, you know, but manipulate, but sooner or later it's going to come to an end. That's this right. body, eventually, you're going to manipulate it for so long. All matter has to go back, you know, to the source so it could be, you know, reconditioned and recycled. And then the energy source that drives this body, then this goes back. It just goes back to the source where it came from, so that it could be recycled and reused again too. But once again, there's a beginning and ending to all things, the power and the glory. You know, there's this power in, in in the knowledge of self, the number one self. That's true power. To know thyself, to understand self is true power. There's nothing more powerful than that, you know. And the glory comes in. The true glory comes in is at the end, is, at the, is, is when it's all complete. When you've went through the cycle and the stages, you know, when you've done the, the, when you've done the, the, the living and the walk from, 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 from one to nine. Nine is a glorification. That's when you can look back, you know, and be glorified in that which you have completed and that which you have built. That's where the glory is. It's power and glory. Yeah, this was a wonderful class tonight, brother. Um, I sure would have loved to um, chop it up, man, with Poel and some of the other brothers, man, Brother Supreme and, you know, a few other brothers, Poverty and, who you know, whoever else, you know. But, you know, like I said, it was kind of a last-minute thing, so. But well, I definitely want Wait a minute. You dropped 40. You dropped 40 points on your return. Uh, you're a little high aim. <laughs> Not bad, not bad, brother. Was I dropped forty points? Yes, meaning that you did, you did knock it off the box. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you know, considering you know it's just a small class in here tonight. We've had a few stragglers go in and out over throughout tonight, but you know, yeah, we were still able to put it out there tonight, and this will also be available for download too. You know, so for like you know, brother Leo, Leo Truth. Yeah, that's who I missed in here tonight. Yeah. Right. Brother Leo, where's Leo? Yeah, where's I like Leo that brother, too? man. Yeah, I like good brother Leo, man. He's cool. He's a good brother, man. Yeah, he's going through a lot of changes too for the positive right now. I know that for a fact. That's good. Uh, that's, he's actually, that's good. Actually, yeah, 
Powell, I mean, he's doing great out there in Birmingham, England. You know, so all the all the gods are evolving right on time. Yeah, as it should be, brother. As it should be. You know, like I said, I'm kind of I'm a little bit further along. You know, in um, in the maturation process than you know a lot of you brothers. You know, as far as um, you know, my rotations or my revolutions around our star. You know, I've made more of them than, you know, the majority of y'all. Um, but, you know, it's been such a pleasure, though, you know, for me to watch you brothers, man, each of you individually just grow, you know, over the years that I've known you. You know, it's been a short amount of time. You know, I think with yours being the shortest, um, but, you know, just a short amount of time that I've known you, just to, you know, to watch the growth that has taken place in you, man, has just been amazing. You know, it's, it's the same as be said for Powell, Poverty, you know, Supreme. You know, just the growth process is amazing to watch. It's definitely, uh, I can't explain no. it. Like, I, I I couldn't even see myself how I was two years ago, you know, when I met you. And, uh, compared to how now, I couldn't imagine. And then again, I probably two years from now, I, I can't see myself. <laughs> Right, you know. Beautiful. Exactly. Exactly. It's going to be that much more grander, that much more greater in two more years, you know, where you will have excelled and grown, you know, in knowledge and wisdom and understanding that much more, you know, and you become even more powerful, you know. I mean, it does. It gets to the point sometimes, you know, where you almost feel like you're levitating, you know, on the planet every day. It's like your feet aren't even touching the ground here no more. You know, you're just floating amongst the people. Mm-hmm. It's that same feeling, you know. Yeah. It's a wonderful thing, brother. You know, not because it, you know, it, it makes me better than you, know, you or anyone else. It's not. We don't use it for that. You know, we use it because this is naturally how we're supposed to be in accord. It's how we should feel. And there's nothing wrong with that. We're not arrogant. We're not boastful with it. But we do express it. You know, because we want others to share in it with us. Right. You know? So for anybody to, you know, to misconstrue, you know, our attitudes or the way that we express the truth, you know, as being, you know, boastful or, you know, uh, arrogance or anything like that, then it's just simply a, a mistake in communication because that's not where we're coming from. Not at all. I know. Especially those listeners. Yeah that are new to this awakening, um, I'll let you know firsthand knowledge that uh, I'm getting glimpses, I get glimpses, glimpses of what Brother Ali's talking about, about floating, you know, feeling like you're floating, but also, too, when you're, especially when you're new to it, um, uh, it's not all perfect because, because you're awakening to new possibilities and making room for uh, good things to happen in your life, you're also making room for fears for you to face to come to the surface that you've been pushing down for so many years. So, and that can be a test in itself, you know, so don't give up, never give up. Just, just keep doing your best. Absolutely. Don't, giving up is never an option. Yeah. Never, never an option. You know, we've always got to continue to strive and push forward, brother, always, you know, no matter what the circumstance, no matter what's in front of us, we push right through it if we have to, you know. 
but we keep going. You know, it doesn't it doesn't matter what. You know, and that you know that's what makes us even stronger. You know, is our ability to overcome. You know, adversity. You know, you know. Sometimes people think that true strength comes with the ability to meet adversity. You know, well, hey, you know, I was man enough to meet it. You know, I was man enough to stand up to it, and that's true. You know, sometimes that that does give you the one up on somebody who who ran from adversity. You know, so yeah, we can give you that little bit, but you know, what is it that you met it? You know, that that has no merit either. You know, it only counts once you have overcome adversity. You met it and then overcame it. We went past it. You defeated it or whatever it is, you know, you had to do, man, to get it behind you. You know, that's where the, you know, that's when the true power comes in. The true growth. You know. It's just like, you know, like for an example, you know, like with a drug addict. You know, yes, a drug addict gets credit for saying, well, hey, look, I went to go seek some help today. You know, I'm going to try to get in this little 12-step program. And, yes, of course, you get credit for trying. Yeah, you know, you want to try to clean yourself up, and everybody's going to pat you on the back and say, hey, that's a step in the right direction. But you're not there. You haven't arrived. It's just a step in the right direction. You're not there until you kick the shit, until you're off of the drug. Then you can say, hey, I've overcame. You don't overcome because you make it to 12-step. You overcome because you completed 12-step. Yeah. You know, and that's just an example, you know, of what I was saying, of course. But Great we have example. to overcome. Yeah, we have to overcome adversity, you know, in order to, to know our true power, man, to see, you know, true growth, and true evolution. And we can't run from anything, nothing, you know. Particularly when we know that everything that that when we we you know tonight we've discussed and taught about the power and the glory you know we know and recognize that everything has a beginning and an ending, you know. Everything except for the essence of me, you know, that which is really me on the inside, it has no ending, you know. So, if me knowing this, knowing that I'm the only thing in this equation that's infinite, then. How can this thing be greater than me? How can this thing defeat me? How can I not get past this if I'm greater than this? Because I am infinite. And this thing is finite. All problems and situations are finite. You know, bullshit that you go through with your woman, you know, or with your man. That argument, that fallout, that little tussle you had in the bedroom, what have you. Whatever the case is, time the time on that is only going to go so far. You're only going to be angry about it for so long. You're only going to hold grudges grudges about it for so long before you try to work things out and get back together or before you finally decide, well, hey, look, it ain't going to work out. Let's just part ways. But there's a beginning and an ending to everything, you know, that we have to learn to overcome. Some things we, you know, um, you know, we have to have, you know, the wisdom and the knowledge to, to know, you know, those things you know, that we can change, those things that we can make better. You know, and then we also have to know, have the wisdom and the knowledge to know those things to just let alone. Hey, man, just leave that shit alone. That ain't meant to be changed. That ain't meant to be, it's meant to be what it is. Yeah. Why should I waste my, my time and my space trying to change that? It has a purpose. Leave it alone. You know, but that comes with, with knowledge and understanding. You know. 
you know how it is, you know, everybody you got those certain people that just want to change everything, you know. I can change this, I can change, I can make this better. This doesn't have to be like this. Like, you know, hey, some things must be the way that they are, you know, because they affect something else. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when you look at it, you know, you just see it on the surface like, oh, well, this is a problem, not realizing, well, it's a problem to you. But, you know, under the surface, though, underneath, you know, this thing is actually, you know, a catalyst for something else that could possibly even be positive. What you may see is the negative actually feeds into the positive. So when you destroy this, you destroy the positive. And, you know, these are all things that, you know, we come into individually, man. We learn, you know, we have, we get a grasp on what they call discernment, how to discern things, how to make a judgment between things, you know. And that comes with time and maturity. As long as there's brothers like myself and brothers like Manifestation here on the planet and brothers like Supreme and Powell and, you know, any other gods, you know, the people will be fine. The people will have an outlet to come to, you know, so they can learn, so they can be re-energized. You know, you have to be that, you know, you have to be that, that pillar for them, brother, for them to come and energize from and learn from. Be that example. Are you going to be a perfect example? Anybody said nothing about you being about perfection. We just asked you to be an example. You know, perfection is something you can work on on your own. We just need you to be an example of the truth. You perfect the truth on your own. Right. Because we just need we just need the brothers and the gods just to stand out there with the truth. Because the truth stands on its own. <laughs> Actually, really, what you're all all you're doing is just standing next to the truth because it stands up just fine by itself. That's right. It don't need you. Don't it? Don't need you to hold it up or to support it or to brace it. It stands up nice and strong, all on its own. All you're doing is standing next to it, bearing witness to it, and gravitating others to come and bear witness to it. You know, you don't make the truth. The truth makes you. But you've got a grasp on that already, though, brother. You, 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 you're, you're definitely, you know, very wise beyond your years. So I'm sure that's something that you're very familiar with. Most definitely, and uh, I just thanks for saying that. Thank you for saying that. It means a lot. I mean, it's just now it's about discernment, like you said. I know what I have to do. And it's just about making the right choices. That's it. That's it. Stand up and make the choice and get it done, brother. You know, don't be concerned about people's thinking, people's thoughts, people's feelings, people's emotions. And, you know, you stand on truth and do what's righteous and do what's in accord, you know, with math and science and everything will be fine. It'll stand on its own. You know. But uh, anyway, we're going to go on ahead and pull it down then, brother, because I got an early one in the morning. And we didn't put it in. We didn't put two of them in tonight. Two good hours in. <laughs> that wasn't bad, brother. Not at all. I feel it. Uh, oh yeah, me too, brother. Me too. I really do. Yeah. I really do. You know, I mean, I need to go lay it down, man, and get some rest. But I know I'm gonna be like these. 
laying there in the bed, staring at the ceiling for a minute, just going over some thoughts, man. Mm-hmm. You know, before I finally do drift off, man. But, you know, and it happens after every class, you know, because you'll be yeah. thinking about different things like, damn, I could have said this, or maybe I should have said it like this. And I'd be tripping like that sometimes. Yeah. I know what you mean, too. Yeah. But, um, but I am glad I was able to come on tonight because, um, you know, um, you know, the down people will be, you know, able to get on here and download this for themselves, you know, and um, be able to sit back and just take it in. Once again, you know, this isn't manifestation of the electron. This isn't the masculine principle, value of decision. This isn't one of those classes that, you know, where you kind of sit back and be like, well, whoo, God damn, you know, he put a lot out there tonight, you know, but this is one of those classes, man, that, you know, where we were able to just, you know, just reach out, you know, and just remind you that there's a beginning and ending to all things, you know, and get your mind there, you know, so that you're not, you know, troubled by what you see in front of you today on this planet. Know that this is just all coming to an end. That's all. All this wacky shit you're seeing, the money, the banks, and everything else that's going on is just all the process of it coming to a halt. I mean, if anybody thought that this stuff was going to be a nice, quiet, little peaceful stoppage, then you're insane. You know, this, you know, some of these, some of these situations are not going to go out, are not going to end peacefully. Some of these situations are going to implode, explode. You know, there's going to be some, you know, some, uh, some very harsh uh, things going on. You know, with certain, uh, you know, uh, certain things. So, you know, be prepared. Right. Yeah, that's my advice to everybody is just be prepared. Don't be scared. Don't be fearful. Just be prepared because there's nothing to fear. You know, you can't fear that which you can't change. You know, and if, you know, once again, if we're, if we're talking about cataclysms, hey, man, you know, if there's just a cataclysm that's coming, you ain't nothing you're going to do to stop it. What you're going to do, stand out there on the coast and put your arms up like Moses, hold up a staff and stop the tides from coming in, you know? <laughs> Because you're so righteous that the tide wouldn't dare hit you. Come on now, let's keep it real. Let's keep it 100. You know that's that's, that's Hollywood. Yeah. You know, shit. If you don't want to get caught in the cataclysms, and you know that you know all past cataclysms have shown that coastlines and coastal areas have suffered the worst, then it would only make sense for you to get your ass away from the coast. I don't care how righteous you think you are. Get out of the coast. Or your righteous ass will be a part of the bottom of the ocean. You'll be the part of the coral reef or something else, some fish food. You're going to be something. Get away from them coastlines, man. Those coastlines are dangerous. Elijah Muhammad taught us that back in the 30s, 40s, and 50s, man. You come into the towards the center of the country where it'll be safe. Them coastlines are dangerous. They're beautiful. I know how beautiful the coastlines are and swimming and frolicking in the water, fishing. I know it's beautiful. It's a wonderful time. It's beautiful living. But once again, it's just the power and the glory. It's the beginning and the ending. All that wonderful living on these coastlines has come to an end. Right. Time for some new coastlines to be developed. You know, the old coastlines are going out. I'm ready, brother. I'm ready for the change. I'm ready to see what my planet has in store for us, you know? 
I'm excited. Well, anyway, um, I want to definitely want to thank the manifested God himself, uh, uh, Brother Jabril, on the line here. He's a, he's a, um, a very avid and driven seeker of truth and knowledge and understanding. And um, he's always a pleasure. He's a he's a, he's always a welcome uh, a welcome face and a welcome voice in the class. And he's always a pleasure to have, um, you know, in the circle here. And um, you know, my advice is to anybody that's downloading this or is listening to my voice. If you have an opportunity to reach out to this brother on the line on the Facebook or uh, email or whatever else uh, the means he has of getting in touch with him, man, I would suggest to each and every one of you, man, it would behoove you to do it. It really would. You know, reach out, man, and get with this brother. He's very positive, and he's a—he's definitely a, a, a very a well of information and knowledge. You know, and that's just my little little two cents I wanted to put out there for everybody that'll be downloading this. You know, I don't want everybody to feel like you know, Brother Ali is the only outlet for this, that, and the other because he's not. You know. I mean, you know, like I said, you know, you have Brother Jabril here on the line, you have Brother Supreme, you have Brother Powell, Brother Poverty, uh, Brother AC over there in the House of Moreau. I mean, you have a, a myriad of brothers out there, man, that, you know, that uh, that are on the social networks, that are uh, putting out different uh, tidbits of information and facts uh, that are very, you know, very beneficial. You know, so like I said, once again, it would behoove each and every one of you to reach out and get with these brothers you know, just contact them and just bust it up with them, man, about different subjects or questions that you may have. Throw it at them. You know, and let the guys do their thing. Is that right, brother? No doubt, brother. No doubt. No. Let us let us prove that we're the gods. We can prove it. Just give us a chance. Well, um, Brother, um, once again, it was marvelous having you tonight. Thank you very much, man, for participating in and, um, you know, bringing your contributions to the class tonight, man. I very much appreciate it. I appreciate you, Brother Ali Muhammad. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, and for those of you that will be, you know, in usual fashion, those of you that will be uh, downloading, this uh, class, I want to thank each and every one of you ahead of time, you know, for taking the time to listen to my voice and to take in this information. Um, it's greatly appreciated. I feel honored. You know, when I go back and I look at my weekly stats here, you know, on the talk show, I get to get a stat, you know, of all the downloads and things like that. And, you know, and I feel honored when I see those numbers, you know, of the number of downloads that people are, you know, taking the time to, you know, to get from my page. So, Please continue to do it because it's there for each and every one of you. You know, it's free. There's no money being made here. It's just being done specifically for each and every one of you. So please partake of it if you go on the main page there and talk to you. But um, once again, thank you to each and every one of you. Uh, Brother Ali loves each and every one of you very much. Uh, as well you, Brother uh, Manifest of God. I love you very much. Um, thank you very much. And um, I look forward to chopping it up with you in the future. And I look forward to um, uh, bringing another class to each and every one of you very soon. And I want to um, exit and uh, exit from you tonight as I greeted you with the greetings of mathematics and science and righteous peace.
Righteous paradise. Absolutely, God. Take care. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.